0: Hello and welcome to the Hey You Got This podcast. I am your co-host Lizzie,
1: and I am your co-host Stacia. And today we are going to go off the beat. Un- no,pe <laughs> I should not improvise. I was like, you guys, I'm about to be so clever, <laughs> yeah, <And> so ready <laughs> to do it too. <laughs> I was so ready, but then so not ready. Okay, so what we are doing today, I'm not going to be clever, is checking in with ourselves. So we're going to be taking a little bit of a different route for this episode than not having a specific topic that we're talking about. But just kind of be checking in with the day in the life of Lizzie and Stacia and uh, still continue to have an amazing conversation. But just kind of see where the day goes. We've already been talking for... An hour. An hour at this yeah. point. We were like, we should probably just start recording. This. <laughs> oh. So here we are, and now we're gonna re- keep we're gonna record and continue the conversations that we've been having because we've already been having some really great. We conversations. have had a lot of <laughs> really great
0: conversation today. Well, and you know, Station and I were talking. The whole theme of our podcast is conversations on wellness weirdness. So we were like, why don't we just start talking and see where the wellness weirdness takes us today, versus having a set topic that we're chatting about. So. That's that's what we're doing that's where we're at we've already uh, what have we talked about today, Station? We've talked about van life. We've talked mm-hmm. about trusting the universe. We've talked about essential oils a little bit. There are so many different things that we can we talked about into.
1: being a woman and the our inability to ask for help, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and trying to be better at accepting and receiving help because I think that it is a common theme. And again, that is a generalization, but it seems to be a common theme that we try to undertake and do everything on our own and don't. Re- Realize that yes, you are capable of doing every single thing on your own. Like you are so freaking capable, but that doesn't mean you have to. You don't
0: have to, <laughs> and it's good to ask for help. you well, we actually let's just start talking about it. So, Stacia, I'm putting this out into the universe. Stacia is looking for a van between three to five thousand dollars, right? Uh-huh. That she can convert and move into. And we were talking about it and how she's been looking for one, and then we both were like, "Stacia should just start saying that that's what she's looking for," but that's so hard to do.
1: It is, it is. So thank you for helping me to do that. I have been looking on like Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace and seeing kind of what's out there. It just hasn't. I just haven't found one that feels quite like the right fit. And so I'm the search continues, but hopefully sooner rather than later, I find that perfect fan to call my home. Would you live in a mini?
0: school
1: bus? I've thought about it, honestly, just as far as like driving and maneuvering Mm, something. I really just want something that is small for what I'm trying to do right now. Like if I were to ever go full-time van life, which right now the goal of my van is to spend like three months-ish, two two to three months getting to Florida and making a few stops along the way. And so I'm like, I just need a van to get me to Florida. So I'm like not going super all in on this endeavor, but I want it to be reliable and built out enough that I'll be comfortable along the way. But a lot a big thing of it is like if you have just a normal van, like say like a cargo van, like that's why the sprinters and those became popular is because they're work vans. So the ability to like stealth camp and not have people knock on your window in the middle of the night and be like hey get the hell out of here you can't sleep here why are you you can kind of be yeah yeah, you can like (laughs) be more stealth but if you're in like a giant uh vehicle like a school bus it's a little different and again it's like i see people do really cool build outs with vans and there's plenty of people or with buses and i see plenty of people doing Um, van life in a bus and so it is like appealing because there's definitely a lot more space so it turns it more into like an rv type project but i'm looking for something that i'm going to be comfortable maneuvering around
0: the country (laughs) so so uh in rowing the boats that we row are like 30 ish feet they're pretty long and there's like a trailer that we put all the boats on and then you like drive the boats to different regattas and I have like sworn forever. I'm like, I will do any bitch work that you guys want. Like, but that. I will never drive the trailer. (laughs) Just like. I don't, I don't think it would be a good idea for anybody if I drove the trailer. It just, like, it seems really stressful. But as you're talking about not wanting to maneuver a bus, I'm like, ugh, I feel that. So how I have, like, traded is no one else ever wants to ride, like, the bus with all of the teenagers. And I'm like, I will ride the bus <laughs> with the teenagers till the day I die if I don't have to drive this trailer.
1: Yeah, it's scary. I know that when I moved to New York from St. Louis with my ex that we rented a moving truck and we had reserved the smallest one but we got to the lot and they're like well all we have is this 20footer and it was terrifying to drive like I got I was doing a pretty good job until it became night and it started storming and I literally couldn't see five feet in front of me and I'm barreling down the highway in this massive vehicle just like praying to God while my ex is being completely useless and, and I'm like ah He's like, just calm down. And I'm like, that's not helpful. But yeah, I think that was a good experience for me to be like, I don't like maneuvering giant vehicles. I don't want to do so. Yeah.
0: And I think that's totally fair. Outside of not wanting to maneuver giant vehicles and looking for a van, in terms of wellness weirdness, Stacia, what's been on your mind lately? <laughs> Well, I've been having some really great conversations with friends
1: because I've actually had some things come up this last week that got me thinking a lot about when I mean, well, this is kind of like something that I'm constantly (laughs) thinking about because just as a woman who's had struggled a lot with body image issues and body shame and things like that. It's just been the other day I was at the gym and the gym that I go to has these big garage doors that open out to the gas station and
0: (laughs) 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 yeah, where we used to hang out in high school. The on (laughs) Nashon is attached to a gas station. So the bad
1: part about that is that it allows all the people that are there to get gas to stare at the people that are in the gym working out. And so I was in the gym and this guy was outside smoking and just staring at me. Like, not like he looked and then looked away. Like, Every move I was making, he was like burning holes through my clothing. So you felt
0: super safe, is what you are saying. Yeah.
1: And so like, I freaked out. Like, I cannot tell you the amount of rage. Well, first the shame swells up in me because it makes me like hate my body. And then, then the whole feeling of like not being safe and then anger towards this human that like took this power away from me and made me feel so horrible about myself. And so like I storm out of the room cause I can't even finish my set. I just like throw down the barbell and fucking storm out of there. And uh, then I'm just like sobbing in the other
0: room. Oh, Stacia.
1: <laughs> and so it was like a really hard thing for me. Like I realized that it was good because it, I was, I've been able to process it. Thank you, therapy. Thank you, conversations with friends mm-hmm. and loved ones. Like it has been helpful to understand why this was so upsetting to me and to kind of work through. I mean, it's a positive for me that I was able to experience anger because that is an emotion that I do not have a relationship yeah, with. for you, dude. And so anytime I feel anger, like I still have to work on healthily processing it. But the fact that I'm allowing myself to be mad is big. So like there were some personal, Perks to it, But it just got me thinking a lot about how unsafe I feel in my body in this world. And like, as somebody who's been subject to a lot of unwanted looks, unwanted touches, unwanted everything, it just it's something that I'm still working on doing and processing on how to maintain my groundedness and <laughs> maintain my peace of mind, even when someone else is trying to disrupt that. So it's definitely a work in progress. But that being said, I was having a conversation with my friend and she was talking about how As somebody who's gone through childbirth and being pregnant, Mm. she was just talking about it from the lens of the second you become pregnant, like as if women's bodies already aren't the source of everybody's conversations. Once you become pregnant, I feel like it even gets worse. And so it was so interesting hearing it from her perspective. And she's like, oh yeah, everybody feels like they have every right to touch you, to ask you about your pregnancy, to like all these things tell you how your body is changing and comment on how. How it's changing and all these things, and sometimes how hard it is to be in a woman, to, to, to be in a woman, a to be woman. inside a woman. <laughs> <skin laughs> to be a woman and to have a body. yeah, And uh, it's just uh, that, that feeling of being objectified is just one of the worst feelings for me in the world. And so it's been interesting being in coronavirus times because I don't, I'm not really out and about all that much. So I really haven't had to handle those unwanted looks and the harassment and the catcalls and things like that. So I realized I was like, oh gosh, like I haven't had to deal with this in so long, which I think was also why it was really triggering. Well,
0: then you also realize like you get numb to it, right? When you're seeing it, when it's happening all the time. And so it sounds like it was really upsetting for you because you were, it hasn't happened for a while because you haven't had to be in that situation. And then you're just like,
1: oh, yeah. And then I, (laughs) and then I think too, like something that's really been on my mind lately because Part of the reason, more on this later, but why I'm going to a cabin in the woods at the end of the week is to make an amends with myself and to like work on forgiving myself. And a huge part of that is forgiving my body. And so I think that's just been on my mind a lot about the shame I feel for my body. And so... uh, I remember like in January, my therapist was like, I think it would help if you wrote an apology letter to your body. And I was like, oh, that really, wow. Yeah, that would definitely help. And then I avoided it like the plague. (laughs) And now I'm like, okay, this is part of the reason why I'm locking myself in a cabin in the woods in the middle of nowhere so that I have to go through that. But I also think that that's why it was like really triggering is I've just been like really thinking a lot about the amends I have to make to my body. And then this person just like re-triggered all my trauma and all my shame in like a second. And I'm just like, (laughs) <laughs> which just solidifies the fact that this is definitely a step I really need to be taking. Yeah, so.
0: for sure. Have you read? Um, I can't remember. if We've talked about this before the book. The body is not an apology. I am actually in the process of listening to the audio book okay, of that. The audio <laughs> version is so good. It's so yes, good. Yes,
1: because Kaya. Um, yeah,
0: I told her about it.
1: Okay, because then, so then she told yay, me about okay, it. So and, and she said that the audio version was like church and you got to listen to it because her voice is just incredible. Okay. And so I was like i'll
0: do that i'm loving this because she okay so she posted i had told her about it a while ago and then she posted about it and i was like dude you have to listen to it on audio because it's like next level and so i love that the message is being passed it's being (laughs) spread because it is her voice is so powerful
1: yeah no i'm not that far into it but i've been like taking notes and i'm absolutely obsessed with it i'm like i just got goosebumps because i'm like yes i feel like my body has been something I felt like I constantly had to apologize for. And so that has been a really helpful tool. So I'm excited to keep doing that. And maybe that'll be something that I'm listening to. Um, oh, wait, I the feel like it great. Yeah, cabin <laughs> read. Yeah,
0: so this yeah. book, guys, is, I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. The body is not an apology It's written by a black woman, and she just talks about how it's so common for all of us to apologize for our bodies. I don't know if you've gotten to this part yet, but there was an example she gave about some friends who had physical disabilities. Like apologizing for the inconvenience of their physical disability and the whole like you don't need to apologize your body just is this way it's not like you're trying to be
1: yeah it was the girl that didn't want to use protection because she felt like it was like asking too much because she's like I already have this disability and so like asking the guy to wear a condom would be an inconvenience and you're like oh my god
0: (laughs) like no, but it's like, uh, I feel like this is one of those books you can read like a million times and still get something new from it. So highly recommend. Sounds like it has Stacia's stamp of approval also. Tell us about the Do you want to talk about the woods? Oh yeah, no, I can talk about, about it. Yeah, because I think it's like, <laughs> I mean, I understand that you're doing it as part of your 12-step program mm-hmm. for codependency, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. But in you talking about this, I've been like, why don't we just do this more? Yeah. Like, why don't we take ourselves on a solo vacation? Mm-hmm. So talk about
1: that a little bit. Yeah, no, it's something that I think my sister is really awesome. And she always talks about the importance of rituals and different things like that. So she's been a great encourager of me finding ways to like, set up rituals for myself that kind of help me in this process of healing. And that being said, when I did the fourth and the fifth step, I went to a cabin in the woods with my sponsor and co-sponsored person and we worked those steps together over the weekend and like just having that designated time to do really intentional work on yourself. Because I think that in today's day and age, it's so easy to get distracted or to put it off. Like I said, I've been needing to write an apology letter to my body for almost a year. And I've just been putting it off because I don't want to face that because I know it's going to be hard. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to Walden pond this shit. I'm going to find myself (laughs) like a cabin in the woods with no water, no electricity, no reception. And I'm just going to face my shit. And so it was a really good water I mean like I have to bring in my water where are you gonna there's no running water (laughs) um there is an outhouse okay (laughs) so there is a place for me to go to the bathroom guys even though like come on we grew up on Vashon Island we know how to take care of True. ourselves in the wood. Sorry, you're <laughs> Woods. like sharing this meaningful
0: <laughs> story and I'm like, where are you going <laughs> to shit, Susha? <social>? Uh, <laughs>
1: no, I appreciate <laughs> it. And so I'm going to be working the ninth step of the program, which is making amends. And a lot of times, I think it's it's probably common in most um, recovery programs that they've stressed the importance of making amends with yourself. But often with codependency, the person you've hurt the most is yourself. And so there's there's a lot of forgiveness and I I know it because anytime I think about it, I get like super emotional and I'm like, oh, I know I still hate myself in certain ways and there's certain parts of me that I'm still not integrated with. And so I'm hoping that this will help to renew my relationship with myself, with all the work that I've done for myself and just really having an intentional time to process the things that have been coming up with me since I've even entered into recovery from codependency and working towards like healing the parts of me that no longer serve me like that were there to protect me but that I realize are what have been holding me back for so long in my life so really hoping for a good weekend (laughs) no big deal but I do think that it is something that would be like taking time to be with yourself and reflect and be really intentional with your time, I think is such a gift. And it's something I'm so grateful to have the time and the resources to be able to do. And like this place looks freaking beautiful. It's called like the glass house and it has windows all around and it's just perched on this cliff and in the mountainous woods of uh, Eastern Washington and so I'm
0: I'm excited to see what it brings. That's so cool, Stacia. I um I was actually thinking about you over the weekend because I didn't do a whole lot like over the weekend, but I was realizing I was still like connected to My phone, and so it was like it was very relaxing. But I was like, we need to have more of these intentional. Like, I'm not even going to be on my phone. I'm just going to like connect back with myself. And I was like, Stacia's doing this next week, and like, how lucky is she? Because I, I still remember one of my like favorite weekends ever was five years ago. I lived by myself. Dan was out of town for rowing, and I like intentionally didn't talk to. I like bought all my favorite food. I didn't talk to anybody all weekend. I like didn't really go on my phone or social media or anything. And I just like read books and did yoga and went on walks. And like, we don't often like just disconnect Mm -hmm. and connect with ourselves. And I felt so rejuvenated. And so I'm so excited to hear what it's like for you to do that for four days with some like intense personal reflection too. Mm-hmm. And I
1: think that that's why I'm also really grateful that there is no reception. So it's like, I literally don't have a choice, which is really good. Cause I think it's one of those things where it is, I would work really hard to make sure that I stay present and with myself, but there's just something about the second you touch your phone, you just start finding your ways down the rabbit hole, but I won't be able to. So oh, I, love that. <laughs> no, I
0: love that for you. Well, I think too, um, and I'm really curious to hear your perspective on this, but like, uh, I've been noticing this on my walks and I really, <laughs> big walker and I'll be like I'm gonna disconnect but then as I'm like quote-unquote disconnecting I'm like putting on music or a podcast or a book which is great but then I'm realizing I never have like I'll, I'll never really have more than a couple minutes where I'm like fully disconnected from something and so lately I've been going on walks like without my phone or I'll keep my phone for safety reasons but like not listen to anything and mm-hmm. it's like crazy the difference that it makes. Mm-hmm. We are so plugged in all the time. I understand the irony of saying this on a podcast, but um, yeah, it's just like a good reminder that your brain needs that. We're not supposed to be so stimulated so often all the time well
1: wasn't it with you weren't you saying that Dan doesn't listen to music in the car yeah he's a monster yeah I don't either I hate when (laughs) there's music on in the car (laughs) I've done road trips for like 20 hours where I have not listened to a single thing I'm like next level weird but that's okay I
0: admire like you and Dan so much for being able to do that like yeah he is happy just not listening to anything yep for hours and I like Dan likes to tell people I'm silence averse <laughs> for anyone who knows me it's very true um, and, and we'll be driving to the store and I'll be like, are you going to turn on music? And he's like, we're almost there. And I'm like, but it's silent. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to get better guys. I'm trying to I get feel like better. that's the
1: three in you where it's like uh, everything needs to have a purpose. So it's like, no, ju- it, which is funny that's as like so a mindful true. person, like just being, which I know is like the eternal struggle of life. <laughs> but <laughs> we all have our distractions, but it's interesting because uh, I've done different, things with mindfulness where they're like literally as you wash the dishes just like pay attention be present because I think even for me sometimes I'll put on music as I'm washing the dishes or cooking and like even that takes you out of the moment a little bit
0: it really does yeah no that's such a good point it's that like oh I have time available I need to do something like I this is so crazy but I'll often like do a workout, like I'll be running or like a hard Peloton. Like, so I'm already doing something, and then I'll be like, and I need to listen to this book. I'm it. <laughs> like, Lizzie, calm down. Like, just oh my gosh. stop. Like, I am, you know, those desks that are like also a bike. <laughs> like, I am that? the peak demographic for that. Like, I won't get one, but like, I understand why people do get them.
1: The queen of multitasking.
0: Yeah, it's not a good thing. It's like, (laughs) it's, I mean, sometimes it is, but sometimes it's just, it's exhausting. sometimes it's
1: okay to just uh, have one task going at a time that is productive enough (laughs) actually this
0: was a huge win for me so over the weekend i've been wanting to watch this movie forever and it was one of those movies where i like knew dan and i weren't gonna have the same reaction to it and i was like i just want to watch it by myself um and so i watched a movie by myself this weekend after he went to bed because i'm a night owl he's a morning person and i left my phone in a different room which was like
1: Woo! a really big deal wow for me. so you like just watched the movie i feel yeah. like that is a struggle
0: i just watched the movie and i was like <laughs> oh this is very nice also guys breaking news but when you just watch the movie and not anything else it's so much easier to know what's happening in the movie (laughs) imagine that (laughs) you don't miss out on important plot details (laughs) that's always i'm always like wait we need to rewind or i'll like get on wikipedia and it's yeah it's a problem in my life So wait, are you going to share what movie it was? Yeah, it was Call Me By Your Name. Tell it has me. I feel Ar- like it sounds familiar. Okay, it has Armie Hammer, who is like one of my top celebrity crushes. Um, <laughs> well, and- wasn't he in the Facebook movie? Yes, he was. Oh, okay. Yes, we need to discuss that first of all. So he's in the <laughs> Facebook movie. He plays the Winklevoss twins. So he plays two people. That movie is one of the worst representations of (laughs) rowing I have ever seen oh yeah I saw your rant on on your IG stories and I like just watched it and (laughs) something you always know people like don't know about rowing when they say do you row crew because it's either like do you do crew or do you row or do you
1: row yeah like
0: saying do you row crew is like do you basketball basketball like it doesn't it doesn't make sense and there's a scene in the social network Where Army Hammer and Army Hammer, his twin, are like, we're crew, and I'm just like, no. And also, like, there's one part in the movie where they're, like, supposedly racing, but they're just, like, having a conversation. And then, like, you would never you be going, be like, that. so fast and then also be able to just, like, carry on a conversation. That's, like, not how that works. But it I is one of my that. favorite movies to watch for that reason because the rowing references are so terrible. But, yeah, I watched Call Me By Your Name, which has Armie Hammer and Timothy Chalamet, who I feel like mm-hmm. all the all the Gen Z yes. people are, like, very into. Um came out a couple years ago. I think it was nominated for some Academy Awards. It's based in Italy. It was just a good movie. I really enjoyed it. I've been wanting, you know, when there's movies where you're like, oh, I keep meaning to watch that. I -hmm. just, I keep meaning to watch it. And I watched it and I didn't have my phone and it was, let me tell you, a delight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's really cool. As somebody who, as a codependent person, had a difficult time creating boundaries and a solid sense of self within my relationship, it's encouraging and nice to see like, hey, it's okay that there's a movie you want to watch that maybe your partner doesn't want to watch. And you can do that. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah. I also think it I mean, it certainly helps that we I mean, we're still in quarantine going on six months. And so I, I definitely think Dan and I like and I think a lot of other couples did too, like, you get to this point where you're like, all right, we, this is still happening. We have to do things without each other. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it's like just months and months. So, but we've always been pretty good about not like intentionally setting boundaries, but we like, he's a morning person. He doesn't need that much sleep. I'm someone who could easily sleep 12 hours a night if I was allowed to every night. And so just like, because of our body clocks, we, are always kind of like awake and asleep at slightly different times. So because of that, it allows us to have a lot of like time for ourselves, which I Mm -hmm. think is really awesome. And yeah, I mean, Dan is the first partner that I've ever had who I felt like empowered to do my own thing, which is why I married him. But it is possible. It is possible. And yeah, there's a lot of things that like, like Dan hates yoga, doesn't go to yoga, which is like, Great. I love yoga. Uh, Dan loves fishing. I don't have an interest in (laughs) my But yeah, I do think that's important. And I think, you know, like the beginning of any relationship, especially when you're like younger in your 20s, it's really easy to be like, we have to do everything together. We have to share all these interests. We have to share all these desires. But like, it's so fun that Dan and I are so interested in different things because we learn things from each other. And I like can appreciate those things about him. But also, I don't feel like we have to spend every waking moment together. Yeah
1: that's definitely something that i will be taking with me into any future relationships was like getting out of my last relationship and realizing how ridiculously enmeshed we were and like we didn't i did not know where he started and i ended like it, it we were the same person and it was one of those things like why i post a lot about washing my face is because that was kind of like not only a declaration of a way to take care of myself but just making time for myself because i literally like wouldn't wash my face because he would be upstairs and I'm like well, I need to spend time with him and I'm just like what the heck Stacia so it is that's obviously when I see other people living the example of like being your own person in a relationship I'm always like you go like oh, well, thank I you. see you I certainly
0: don't think <laughs> we're an example but I'm honored that you think we are I also think I and I actually think about this a lot when Dan and I started dating like 9 years ago, um <laughs> it's such a long time. <laughs> uh I was vegan and he, Dan's never been vegan and I think because of that, like when we started dating, we're really good at like having some separation cuz like we would make our own meals and eat them together but like not have the same thing all the time and so even though now we both like I don't have food restrictions we still like I'll be like I don't really want to have what you're having I'm gonna make my own dinner which is really hard to do and I just I think kind of because we were we had such different lifestyles when we started dating has helped us you know be a little bit more individual but I also think Dan is just a wonderful human being and like very much encourages that in me where I would just be like what do you want to do what do you want to do I'll do exactly that and just be obnoxious about it.
1: <laughs> Which by the way, I still remember when we went camping and uh, y'all were talking about how much Dan just loves to cook for everybody. So I
0: <laughs> need to invite myself over I know. for dinner. I feel so <laughs> bad when like my friends are like, Oh, I'm single and dating's terrible. And I'm like, Oh, well, do you wanna my husband like would love to cook you dinner? And they're like, Your husband cooks, and I'm like, I know, I'm I'm sorry. for. <laughs>
1: I don't. Know. I don't know how I. How no, own I, how that I shit. Own it. Own it. We need more good examples of good men yeah. in this world. Yeah, he's a, so He's a I don't know where
0: he is, but
1: it is possible. Can,
0: <laughs> yes, yes, it is possible. And I also think too, like we. I mean, Dan like primarily is the one who cooks. You know, we don't necessarily ascribe to like really traditional gender roles, and I think mm-hmm. that's also important
1: no that is definitely something that I am looking for I'm like mm, if you expect me to subscribe to patriarchal norms like yeah you're gonna be in for quite a
0: treat <laughs> yeah. sorry not sorry I am not gonna be the right fit for you but yeah and I just think that's like important to always be observing to like not just in your relationship, but with everything. And that's why I think it's so cool to bring it back that you're going to your cabin in the woods to be like, am I doing this because I like really want to or because I'm like somehow putting some like external expectation on myself of like, I should be. It's like when people say, are you shooting all over yourself? Mm-hmm. Like, do I feel like I should be doing this or do I like, you know, actually want to be? doing this oh yeah I'm a master shooter (laughs) oh we're all saying it's so hard it's really hard not to because some of it is like good it's like survival stuff but then some of it you're like wait why do I do this yeah no I'm excited
1: to have like some space to create a little bit more clarity in my life moving forward about like what is for me and what is not for me and I think it was really helpful and powerful getting to have that amazing strategy session with you and your business partner, which was like incredible. If anybody needs any help with their brand or their business and some amazing marketing geniuses that will help you to align with you and your vision, like... mm. Amazing, Stacia, thanks for the plug. And so after that, that was really just such a big aha wake up moment for me about like, that was like so much of my business was everything that I should be doing. And now I'm at a place where it's like, no, what is for me? What is not for me? So I think that being able to go into the weekend with that intention and the knowledge that I gained just for my own perspective and what's important to me from that meeting that we had, I'm like even beyond just my business, I think that that was
0: something that is going to be helpful and useful as I head into this. Yeah. End. So just to give you guys like a digestible version of it, um, I've mentioned a couple times before, but my I have a business partner and we own a digital marketing agency and we consult and also do projects for people. But a lot of what we do is just like come in and do consultations or audits um, and just kind of tell people like, Here's what I'm seeing. Here's what you should do. And so we did one for Stacia recently. And a lot of what we find in the marketing space and just in business in general is we all so deeply want to be successful that we are trying to follow all of these other models. And like I've been guilty of this too. Everybody is. We try to follow like these formulas that people are like selling or promoting instead of like really just taking the time to sit down and be like, what do I want out of my business? What is authentic to me? And how can I lead with that? And so that's really what we worked on with Stacia is just like these are all the awesome things about your business and like what are clearly working forget what these like old white guys who work (laughs) in marketing are telling you to do because it's not like what you need to do so yes it was extremely helpful
1: and I think that I'm really really just so grateful for that meeting And what I gained from it, because I think that that just applies to just so much about where I'm at and what I'm trying to let go of is like this idea of who I should be, what I should be doing, and what's expected of me and just embracing... Who I am and uh, finding who that person is because I think I ventured very far from uh, my truest self for a very long time. And so getting to kind of find
0: uh, find that way back to myself is just something I'm excited to do. Mm. I think like what you're saying is also really relevant to wellness and we were talking about this a little bit before we started but just that idea of like we see these trends and like what other people are doing and we're like Stacia seems to feel really good or this person seems to feel really good I should be doing that instead of being like what do I need when do I feel my best and what's going to be the most sustainable for me and like this has been a huge lesson for myself in like, I'm pretty deep in social, like wellness, social media. And I often will catch myself being like, oh, I follow all of these people who are now keto. So I need to go keto. And I'm like, no, I know that that's going to make my body feel terrible or that like, I don't naturally tend to eat that way. So like, why would I be trying to do that? But I think it's so easy for us to get so attached to what we see other people doing or what the trend is and be like, that's what I should be doing too. Instead of like, like at the end of the day, wellness does not need to be complicated. Like it's just like find sustainable things that you can do, like things that make you feel better. Maybe you buy like yourself a nice smoothie every now and then, but learning how to really listen to myself in like the wellness space and fitness has been really hard, but like so helpful for me. I
1: mean, you have to, because I feel like so often... And again, with marketing, the way you make powerful marketing is being like, this is the thing. And so that marketing ends up working because it convinces people that this is the thing and that they don't need anything else. They just need to put all their trust and money into this one thing. And it's going to be the thing that changes their life. And I think that obviously people who are selling services and things do offer things that can help improve the quality of your life. And there are good things out there. But it's something that even for me, as I like adapt my fitness business to be something that feels like it's in alignment with me, is creating something that is kind of like choose your own adventure. Like I create these structured workouts that will take you through a program that will have you gain strength. But there's also a lot of other elements of it that are kind of take what's for you and leave what's not for you. And it's not like, no, it has to look like this or you're going to be unhealthy and miserable for the rest of your life. Like, it's like, no, I want you, I want to empower you to learn how to figure out what's best for you. Cause I don't know what's best for you. I know some great things that can help a lot of people, but I'm going to leave it up to you to interpret within this program what is going to be best for you.
0: Which is, I mean, it's hard to sell that too. Cause you're like- like I'm not selling the solution for everybody or like I'm not selling something that's going to get you immediate results cuz that's not sustainable mm-hmm. so yeah it's hard I get it I mean that's like mindfulness is like I'm all about mindfulness and all about journaling but I'm like realistically if you journal one time today like the first time you've ever journaled you're probably not going to notice any mm-hmm. difference you might feel like you got, I mean, at, at the very most, you'll feel like you got like a huge weight off your shoulders. Yep. You'll feel lighter. But like, that's like very extreme. Like you really are. And aren't, it's fleeting. And it's fleeting. <laughs> yeah. Like then life and shit is going to happen because it's 2020 and like, you're going to not feel <laughs> great again. And so, yeah, it is really hard to be like. You should start doing this. You're gonna to have to do it for months and months consistently before you even start to notice a difference. But yeah,
1: and twenty twenty has just been throwing us a lot of curveballs. I know I've just talked with so many people that are like, "Oh my gosh, I'm just struggling like, dealing with like depressive episodes and dealing with everything going on. So just kind of a PSA. And I've been struggling with these feelings that just a friendly reminder. I know it doesn't necessarily always help to compare yourself, but just knowing that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So if you are struggling right now, I feel like... uh, each time we're like pushed to our wits end as it like extends longer and longer. I feel like, and then more stuff happens, and we're adding on these like other things outside of the pandemic that just end end up weighing so heavily on us. So, just a quick little reminder that life is hard. We can do hard things, but it's okay to be strong, but also be soft and allow in the space to not be okay.
0: Yeah. And somebody, one of my friends reminded me this weekend of this and I was like, I feel like we need to like push out this message again collectively. But it's like, even though we're now like supposedly used to being in quarantine, you still don't have to turn it into like the most productive time of your life. It still does not have to be fat camp. Like, you know, just because we've been here for a while now and it's like a little bit more normal still does not mean that you need to like go back to your pre 2020 quarantine, like productivity super happy self because this is we're still in a really hard time and I feel like we're we're all collectively like getting pretty over it but that's been a really helpful reminder to me of like no this still sucks and it's still okay to be like I'm just gonna lay in bed and eat this Tony's chocolate Chocolonely candy mm. bar that Stacia sent me in the mail and that's gonna be my dinner <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's okay to do that um but I think we more keep, than okay I, I feel like I mentally sometimes I noticed myself being like it's been months, like you should be over this now. Let's move on. And then I'm like, oh, this is still hard. I'm still fucking stuck at my house. Like it's okay to work through that. So that's my PSA. Thank you for listening to our PSAs, everyone. (laughs)
1: I think that they're important. And it was funny. I saw this TikTok the other day and she was like, you know, before all this pandemic stuff happened, like I was going to work. I would commute an hour there, an hour back. I would work for eight hours that day and then I'd go to happy hour and then I'd come home and do it all again the next day. She's like, today... I had to go run one errand and it took me 15 I saw, minutes I saw that and one. I came home and I needed a nap. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's okay. I feel like that's something, I mean, I I can't speak to this because I was literally the meme that was like, when quarantine life is just your regular life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, So not much has changed for me, but I was in the process of trying to change that for me so it was like I still feel stuck because I was like well wait I was actually like ready to be more proactive in my life but it was just it was funny to see that perspective where I'm like yes every single thing is really exhausting it is exhausting (laughs) I
0: do feel like uh for like the self-employed or just like people who have already been working at home like I remember when I very first started working for myself years ago being like, whoa, this is a lot to take in because you're home and you're trying to navigate your time. So like, I really feel for everybody who's had to go through that this year. I think like, you know, you and I have worked for ourselves for a while. So we're kind of used to the like, yeah, you just have to keep going and no one's going to tell you what to do. But it's like everyone who's all just getting into that right now this year. I'm like, yeah, the first I feel like the first year you work for yourself, you're like, what is happening? So I really feel for everybody who's working at home for the first time because it's, it's weird yeah and for
1: the people that are working from home that have children because that's basically impossible um you
0: guys are all (laughs) fucking superheroes and I don't know how you're doing it I know that's probably how you feel too like I don't know how we're doing this I think every day I'm like oh my god I don't even have children and this is so hard like what are like my chiropractor is amazing he has five children
1: well hopefully they can just like watch themselves
0: then. (laughs) He does. He was like, you know, once he had that many, they all play with each other. But like, I just, I'm like, oh my god, that's so many children to take care of right now.
1: Uh, yeah, it's. I'm still on a journey to figuring out how to take care of myself. So
0: yeah, I know. I have two dogs, and I'm like, oh wow, that was really took it out of me taking care of them all day. So <laughs> parents, you guys are amazing. Teachers, you guys are amazing. I feel Ooh, yeah. like you're really underappreciated right now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, really. It's just anybody living in this year, we're surviving some tough shit, and I think yes. it's gonna really hit us in like ten years. We'll be like, whoa, that All time in was therapy. So <laughs> strange. Yeah, I mean, I think about. I was driving today when I was going to my chiropractor. He's like the only person I see, so sorry if he's like the topic of every podcast episode. Um, <laughs> but I was driving, and everyone had masks on, and then you know there was like. There was a sign that was like, stay safe, Seattle, and all of this stuff. And I was like, "This! if you had told us a year ago that this would be happening, like, what? And I think that really hits me sometimes, too, of like, I feel like, oh, I'm used to this. We've been doing this for a while. And then I'm like oh my god so much has happened this year
1: mm-hmm. I saw another funny TikTok so it's funny all you do is talk about your chiropractor all I do is talk about TikTok it's, it's cool amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I love we it. all have our thing so it was this TikTok and the guy was like y'all ever think about our kids and their kids and they're by the time we all get old and we're all just carrying all this weird shit from what happened during the pandemic can there be like why is grandma holding on to that toilet paper? Like, why does she always have a lifetime supply? (laughs) Just like all these questions about the weird things we're going to take with us from this experience and how it will impact us for the rest of our lives. And that's just like wild to think about. I know my
0: um, dad's mom like kind of was a hoarder. Like she saved like elastic from underwear because she grew up like, you know, during the depression Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. And at the very beginning of this, my aunt was like, do you feel like you understand your grandma a little bit more now? And I was like, honestly, yes. <laughs> like, I get why you would be like, yeah, just so weird about this stuff. I don't know. It's wild. It's crazy. Yes. Um, Stacia, what are you reading right now? Are you reading anything new?
1: I mean, besides the fact I have two audiobooks going and two physical books that I'm reading. What's
0: your favorite one that you're reading right now or listening to? Oh, man, that's tough. Because
1: I would say that the body is not an apology is I mean that can be like your book that's fine speaking to my soul right now so I'm really appreciating that but I'm also I think, honestly, The Women Who Run With The Wolves is going to probably take me at least another month to finish. It's just one that's taking me more time, but I like taking my time with it because it just is one of those books that I want to soak up. So it's hard to say which one I'm enjoying more, but I would say it's kind of a torn between those two.
0: The Body Is Not An Apology feels very like, hey, you got this podcast- uh, on brand. yes, it's very on brand <laughs> for our content and our listeners. I feel like you guys yeah. would all really, really appreciate it. It's a, It's got a lot of good content. So that's what I'm reading. But what are you reading? I'm listening to this book on audio right now called How to Change Your Mind. And it's all about like LSD and like oh, psychedelic nice. research and just like what we do and do not know about our brains and it's very fascinating and it's just kind of like it's there's a lot of like facts and information in this book but it's also the author is just like talking about all of his drug trips so it's been it's been a fun thing to listen to and I've learned a lot but it's also like doesn't feel too serious but there's just like all this stuff about like psychedelics and brain research and things that I just didn't know and I'm like this is happening this is so cool. That sounds amazing. I know, like, I don't,
1: I haven't read anything about the research actually behind psychedelic stuff, but I have heard a lot and like different snippets here and there just about how it is used as a tool in like healing and different things like that. And yeah. Uh, I think it's really fascinating. So I, that book sounds interesting. It's really, it yeah. It's, I feel
0: like your sister would really like it too. Yes. Knowing <laughs> uh, yeah, and they do talk a lot about like different studies on like using psychedelics for like cancer patients who have sort of this like existential, like I'm dying dread mm-hmm. and like how that's helped them. And it's, yeah, it's it's a really crazy, fun read. And it's like very, normally I don't like really sciency books, but there's enough, funny anecdotes that it makes it really digestible.
1: Yeah. I think that that's really cool. I think our brain, like they said, they really don't know. They know like 10% about our brains and like what actually happens. Like there's so much about how we function that is still like a miracle mystery. And so I think that stuff is really interesting too. So cuckoo.
0: Um, and I'd love to know what your yay for the day is. Oh my goodness. My yay for the day is that uh, yesterday
1: I felt like a kid again. And I don't know, hopefully with our listeners, y'all will remember the movie now and then. Did oh, you all see that? Excellent Yeah. Choice. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic movie. But I was, I went and visited a friend and her parents both have e-bikes. And so We borrowed them for the day and just cruised around the island. It was like a 75-degree day, and we just went and got food and hung out and distanced and with masks and all that fun stuff, but still just – there's something so freeing about like the wind in your hair and just cruising around. And we actually like cruised through the high school, the middle school, the elementary school. So it's kind of like a fun, yeah, a fun trip down memory lane, but also just felt like a really authentic summer experience. And I know that I was lamenting to you the other day that I was like, it doesn't really feel like summer happened. Summer was fake
0: this year.
1: Yeah, there wasn't that sense that i of like freedom. And so uh, being on a bike and it's also an e-bike so it required very little effort which was just beautiful cuz i'm used to lugging around my big mountain bike and it's freaking hard cuz vashon is hilly. It and is. so <laughs> being on an e-bike was just like glorious cuz it's basically kind of like a scooter and you're just like bopping around enjoying the sights and Vashon is so pretty and so it was just a beautiful summer moment that was much needed.
0: So what's your yay for the day Lizzie? Um, My yay for the day is that I took myself out to breakfast at Taco Bell and it was great. <laughs> but literally as I was as I was eating my crunch wrap, I was like, this is my day for the day. <laughs> I love it. Delightful. Yeah. I drive past this Taco Bell. It's right next I'm, I'm to my so chiropractor. Right I know. It's right next to my <laughs> chiropractor. Shout out Bob. Uh, it's right next to Bob's <laughs> office. And I drive past it all the time. And I today was just like, you know what? I'm gonna have a fucking Taco Bell Crunch Wrap Supreme for breakfast with a huge diet Pepsi and it's okay, and I don't need to, like, earn this mm-hmm. or feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, oh, I ate it bite by bite, and I really savored mm. it, and it was just, mm. it was so good. That's my eat for the um.
1: day. I wish there was a Taco Bell on, I wait, know. was it Taco Bell? Is that what you said? It was Taco Bell, yeah. Okay, yeah, Crunchwrap Supremes, that's Taco Bell. Um. Yeah, if there were a Taco Bell on Passion, I would literally I know. know that right you, now. you guys have, <laughs> chain do you have, Subway? Yeah, no, but there's something about that Crunchwrap Supreme that sounds real well, good right about now. We
0: can go get, I will gladly take you to get a Crunchwrap Supreme anytime that you want. Just pop on over, I'll I'm pick you up it. from the ferry. <laughs> Um, Yay. actually I was just telling one of my friends last night was like, oh, your wedding anniversary was last month. What did you do? And I was like, Dan and I went to Taco Bell for breakfast and, for dinner. <laughs> and they were like, wow, what a beautiful marriage. And I was like, you know what? It really spoke to both of us and that's why we wanted to spend the day. So that's how we celebrated our third Breaking wedding anniversary. Love
1: that. And I think that this is just like a beautiful moment to understand that like wellness doesn't mean green juice and like yoga. There's so much more that goes into it and you are so welcome to eat and enjoy food that you like. Like will (laughs) I eat Taco Bell
0: every day? No. Is it good every once in a while? Fuck yes. Thank you guys so much for listening, for rating, reviewing, and subscribing. Please share us with your friends. We are growing and your guys' testimonials and like recommendations to your friends are so huge for us and we so appreciate you share our posts on social media if they so speak to you it would mean the world and we just appreciate you so much yes thanks for stopping
1: by and enjoying these conversations with us because we enjoy having them and having you be a part of this and don't forget hey you got
0: this Hi, you guys! Stacia and I are so excited to share that we now have a "Hey, You Got This" podcast newsletter that you can sign up for. The link is in our show notes as well as our Instagram bio. And by signing up for our email list, you will be notified every time a fresh episode drops. You will get extra show notes and details from each episode, along with some other fun and exclusive pieces of content from Stacia and I. Thank you so much for your support, and we can't wait to see you in your inbox.